Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy and friends are resting this week and will return next week. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. Welcome, everyone. Whether you're here live or watching online in different parts of the country, and the world. We're so delighted to have you here. Join us on this beautiful Easter day at Battery Park uh, within the domain of Rockefeller Park. Could you just wave to everyone today, uh, two people behind you or in front of you? He is risen. He is risen. But you have to say it. He is risen. He is risen. All right, you can be seated. Those three words, he is risen. The disciples heard those exact words multiple times from a group of women who've gone to the tomb that morning, but it didn't really register, and at least not yet. In grief and disbelief, Peter mumbled those exact words again to the women but he couldn't find himself to believe it. No matter how many times he set them, shaking and quivering, his heart in protest could only utter one word. Impossible. Tell someone next to you, impossible. Today, wherever you might be in your faith, like the women, you might be close. The power of the resurrection might have impacted your life in such a way where you believe. Or far, or somewhere in between, like the disciples. The story of Easter is the the story of skepticism and belief, the art of the empirical and the art of the possible and the confluence of both flowing together as one. Hence, wherever you might be in this story, a skeptic, a believer, or by default in agnosticism, Easter is your story too. Today, I want to explore those two domains that collides in the story of Easter. Belief, and doubt. Let's begin with doubt. The first thing as we read this passage is that we forget that Christianity was born out of skepticism rather than belief. The disciples themselves clearly document in the New Testament how they were teetering between faith and skepticism for much of their journey with Jesus in the Gospels, culminating in an epic collapse of faith on the morning of the resurrection. They had the least amount of faith on the day Jesus told them about for three 
years. That's like me telling you I won the lottery and you saying, shut up. When the women said, he is, room, he is risen, they shouted. The disciples shouted back, impossible. On the very day, everything he said would happen, happens. Look at verse 11 with me. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw strips of linen lying to themselves. And he, he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Doubt. And a lot of people think that faith is opposed to doubt, but actually integrated in the New Testament, excavated from this text, doubt is integrated in faith. It's not opposed, but actually part of the process. It's okay to start with doubt. My wife and I are now closing in in 20 years of marriage. Can you believe it? Marriage is a dangerous species, right? A mortgage, a dog, and two kids later, we've survived. But it wasn't always so peachy. On the first anniversary of our relationship, a college student in love, I decided to finance a diamond bracelet, a diamond necklace to give to my girlfriend because I'm a romantic. I read Pride and Prejudice and I was bewitched, heart and soul, by, like Austin says. So I was super excited. And you know, when you buy it, sometimes there's more joy in, in giving than receiving. And so I put it in the box, I signed the papers, 18 months, no financing. And then I, present, I, I gave the necklace with real diamonds. Tell someone next to you, real diamonds. Which she lost, by the way. And I expected, you're amazing, Sam. You're awesome. How sweet. But her response was, is this real? I'd rather she have said... Did you steal this? Because I'd rather have than her to respond and not in such a negative way. But you know what? Our story begins with doubt, but it ends in love and crazy love. Some relationships begin with love and faith and end in doubt and completely end. The whole point is doubt is not a bad place to start in the modern era. Psychological studies quantified that what trust and equity is built over time. If you're so infatuated with your person, clinically speaking, you're probably in danger of being attracted to the wrong things anyway. So when we come here to this text, faith comes by what? Beginning where you are. So doubt is not a bad place to start. In fact, I would go far as to say that real faith cannot emerge apart from doubt. So the question I have for you today is where are you with God? Skeptic, believer, somewhere in between. Start where you are. You might 
be down God's block. You're, you're in the arena of thinking about faith, transcendence and beauty and the meaning of all things. And so you have some objections. That's okay. You might be at the front door of God's house. You've been around faith, around you. Maybe you attended church, lost faith for a while, coming back. And now you're trying to figure out that without purpose, without meaning, without a creator, things don't make sense. Or you might be inside, chilling with Jesus. Or wherever you might be, start where you are, because that's the story of Easter. It doesn't exclude anyone. It includes everyone. Some people go, well, happy Easter. Well, I don't believe in Jesus. That's okay. And nominee, the year of our Lord, your birthday starts after Jesus died and resurrected 2,021 years ago. It's integrated to the fabric of Western civilization and history itself. So bring your doubt, and God will meet you there. So that's the first thing. We started with doubt. Now let's talk about belief, the nature of belief. Because faith is not just empirical. The art of the empirical is the art of the possible. Faith is also existential. You have to experience it. The Bible tells us multiple times, taste for the Lord is good. It doesn't say, come and believe. It says, come and what? See. Jesus never said, come and believe in me. He says, come and see. Look. Touch and see. Science, the art of the empirical, answers how, but faith answers why. For example, psychology can expound on how the cognitive development process of children works, or how the orders of consciousness related to the evolution of meaning unfolds, but it cannot tell you why it does, just that it does. And here's what Francis Collins says, the director of the NIH, the National Scientist of the United States, Dr. Anthony Fauci's boss, says in his book, Language of God. He says, so here is the central question. In this modern era of cosmology, evolution, and the human genome, is there still possibility of a richly satisfying harmony between the scientific and the spiritual? Science domain is to explore nature. God's domain is the spiritual world, a realm not possible to explore with tools and language of science. It must be examined by the heart, the mind, and the soul. And the mind must find a way to embrace both realms. Not and or, but both and. Science and faith as companions rather than adversaries. Look at the passage at hand and what Jesus says to the disciples. He never says believe. In verse 39, Jesus says what? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones. As you see, I have. Touch, look, see. He is not just empirical, but also existential. Is an invitation to experiment, to experience. Like the iconic song by the Beatles, the journey of faith is a long and winding road, not a straight path. Faith isn't monolithic. 
or one size fit all. God is a great artist. The Bible says that he is painting a masterpiece and we are his canvas, except he isn't finished yet. So wherever you might be in your faith, connecting those dots might not seem to make sense, but today might be one of those dots. Dots only make sense in reverse. As C.S. Lewis writes in Prince Caspian in the Chronicles of Narnia series, who Aslan, the great lion, says to Lucy, things never happen the same, way, same twice, dear one. Things never happen the same way twice. How God moves in my life might not be how he moves in your life. How I meet God and faith might be very different from yours. Faith isn't linear, it's sinuous. In the journey, there are what? Valleys and hills. Sometimes there's great darkness. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. But that's the whole point of a journey, isn't it? To see for yourself. To experience for yourself. Jesus says this to his first disciples and today. For those of you who believe, the Bible says from glory to glory. For those of you who are beginning the journey, Jesus never said, come believe in me. He says what? Come and see. And that's the invitation I want to give everyone. Because that's how the story of Easter comes into collision and conversions with what? Doubt and faith. That's the invitation I want to give today to all of us. Come and see. Today, we want to cement a journey of faith for our youngest in our church today. We're going to dedicate their journey of faith. And so we're going to ask the parents to come up. Will you all stand with me? And we're going to dedicate children to the Lord on the profound, this beautiful day in Easter. And my invitation to you is, whether you might be eight weeks old or 50 years old, the journey of faith begins today. A long and winding road, not a straight path. So allow God with your mind, as Francis Collins says, and the heart and your soul, those tools be what you use to begin your journey. We're going to have Amin come up and lead us to the song. And as the families come, Let's have all the families just line up right here next to the piano. Good afternoon, everyone. 
So if you go back to that site, oneachurch.tv slash DITS, uh, the lyrics for this song, Once Before, it's the last song on that list. And um, I wrote it many, many years ago. It's a classic by now. <laughs> but uh, it's called Once Before, and, it, and you know, whether you're close to the Lord or far from the Lord or wherever you might be, um, I pray that your experience today would feel familiar because the Bible tells us that he knitted us in our mother's womb, which I think is fitting for the dedication today too. So the song's called Once Before, let's sing it together to the Lord. i 
Thank you, Amen. Let's congratulate all the families today for getting dedicated. Eddie and Janice just brought that one literally a few weeks ago. She's a doctor, so she knows what she's doing. Uh, <laughs> um, but today, I just want to say it's an absolute honor for you to join us for this moment. It's rare in the last decade for a minister to baptize every single person, including every generation of their family. Every person here have come to faith in Christ in our community. And part of what Easter, the story of Easter is about is walking together. Without the power of community, the disciples could not have been formed and even began this movement, this revelation of Jesus' love. Today, we dedicate these families and these children to the Lord. So throughout ages, throughout all ages, godly parents have presented their children to the Lord in dedication. You follow a noble heritage. In presenting your child to the Lord, you enter into a solemn relationship with God who keeps his covenant, the Bible says, to a thousand generations. While this dedication is a worthy act, you must understand that it offers no saving virtue. Dedication does not guarantee salvation, for this requires a personal commitment and volition for them to find Christ and begin their journey, and that journey begins today. Believing that this child is from God and that he shall hold you accountable for him, all the families just say, I will, when I ask you this question. Do you confess that it is your purpose to dedicate the child, this child to the Lord and to his service? Will you pray with them and for them every day, instruct them faithfully in the faithfulness to the Christian faith? Teach them to read the word of God, to pray, to lead a holy life, and take them faithfully to the house of worship to attend the services? And do you all in this your power to bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord from today. Okay. Can you just, guys, come right here? Because the mic is here, and I can't go over there. As we close today, will you lift your hands to the Lord as a sign of accepting his invitation to begin this journey, whether you might be in your faith. Far? Close? Somewhere in between. The story of Easter is for you. All the way into skepticism and doubt, and all the way to joy and faith. From glory to glory, to the invitation to come and see. There is none like you. And we'll close with that song and end today.
and are safe in his arms. heads for the benediction. After the benediction, we'll conclude our service and you can enjoy a beautiful day in the park and celebrate Easter together with family and friends. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. Wherever you might be, today, far, close, or somewhere in between, Jesus says, come and see. All God's people say, amen. God bless you. Let's give God a clap offering for Easter. Have a blessed day. We'll see you around. My name is Stu Still. I'm a member here at 180 Church, and we want to thank you all for joining us for today's Sunday service. Before we finish up today, we have some community news that we just want to share with everyone, starting with tithes and offering. For all of our members, we just want to remind and encourage you to continue to keep God at the center of your finances by tithing faithfully. You can make your offering through Venmo at Church 180. You can make an offering through Chase Quick Pay at offering at 180church.tv. Or if you'd like to make your offering through PayPal, you can follow the link on our website at 180church.tv. Our next announcement is about our prayer text hotline, which you can find at 5397prayer or at prayer at 180church.tv. And this is a great resource for those moments when we feel like we need some support and some prayer, not only for ourselves, but for our family members, our coworkers, and all of our loved ones. Our prayer team is there, ready, willing, and able to lift up your prayers. So just send them along. Again, it's 5397prayer or prayer at 180church.tv. And when you feel like God has moved in those areas, make sure you send them a praise request as well so that we can all celebrate what God is doing in your life. Our next announcement is about small group, which is smaller pockets of our community where we come together to discuss the Sunday sermon, to really see and encourage each other where God is leading us, and to really just do life together with one another. Because even though we're still social distancing, community is still a vital part of our lives. And this is a great place where you can find that. All of our groups are meeting virtually right now, so no matter what group and what stage of life you're in, or where you are located, we have a group that would be perfect for you. 
If you're interested in joining a group, you can email Pastor Billy at billykim.180 at gmail.com. On the topic of community, we also have a number of different social media handles and channels where you can follow us, like us, and love us during the week. We have a Tumblr page at 180BRG where we post a chapter of the Bible a day so you can read through the Bible with us. We also have a Facebook page at 180 Church. Dr. Sammy, our head pastor here at 180 Church, has a Twitter handle at Dr. Sammy Kim. We also have a YouTube channel at 180 Church NYC where I'm sure most of you guys are watching us right now. And we also have two different Instagram pages at 180 Church and also at 180BRG where there are really encouraging posts and verses that get shared there. So I hope you guys will follow us there and be encouraged. We also have the 180 Church podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends hosted by Pastor Lydia and Joe Liu. It features an in-depth conversation on Sunday Sermon where they share their insights on the message and where the message is helping us in our journey with Christ. Next, we have the virtual 180 Cafe on Discord, which is a great way for all of us here to keep in touch with one another. There you can share what's going on in your life and join a conversation about gardening and gaming, about sports and entertainment, basically anything that you can think of. It's a great way for all of us to stay in touch with one another, both on your computer and on your mobile device. And lastly, if you've been blessed by our Sunday worship led by Pastor Lydia, you can visit the 180 Church Studios on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Here you'll find a playlist of all the worship songs we've featured every Sunday, and it's perfect for when you want to immerse yourself in worship during the week. That's all of our community news. Once again, we want to thank everyone for joining us this Sunday, and we hope to see you again soon. Bye.